So tell us uh, the reasons behind ESCOM's Petroleum Fire, Matsela Koko. The, the, the main issues really are that the, the people who are reporting to Mr. Koko, some of the senior managers, as you remember, they had written a letter sometime last week on Friday saying that uh, they have lost trust in some of the senior managers, with, executive managers within ESCOM, especially people who are implicated in, the, in what we now know as uh, state capture, plus also corruption in general. And they, are, they were saying that people like that, they would have to have uh, a criminal charges being pressed against them. So we now have a situation where um, Mr. Coco's own subordinates and other people who are working with him at, at the executive level already have lost, uh, I would say, trust in him. And then you also have a, a, a situation where there are allegations of corruption against him. As he was in parliament recently, there was this issue around some of the trips that were sponsored by, I would say, Gupta-linked companies. All of those things are putting pressure on ESCOM management to do something about the people who are implicated in these issues of corruption. With, with the greatest respect, Mr. Patsula, I'm, I'm very surprised at uh, the line that you're giving me because I recall at the end of December when we spoke about the fact that Mr. Koko had been reinstated, I specifically asked you the question if uh, ESCOM would not have any regrets about this, especially given the fact that there is a cloud hanging over Mr. Koko's head, his integrity being questioned. And you categorically said that ESCOM is not only confident in its decision, that it's confident enough for it to stand up, to stand up scrutiny before courts of law. Well, the, the, this great service, uh, uh, we, we're dealing with two separate but in some ways related matters here. Mr. Koko, for him to be reinstated, it was specifically around the conflict of interest, which uh, um, he was able to prove his case, and, and that's why he was reinstated. However, on the other hand, you have, a, I would say, a body of evidence against him in relation to corruption and uh, the things related to state capture. Now, the board of ESCOM, together with management, feel that for as long as we have those issues swelling around him, which are making it difficult for them as management when they go and negotiate uh, deals with uh, companies out there to lend us money, they are saying for as long as we have this uh, big cloud hanging around your company and your own officials, we will not be having any dealings with you. So it's putting pressure on management to do something, and that's what they're trying to do I'll now. still go back to that conversation, Mr. Pasua, because I think, quite frankly, uh, that uh, you're playing very fast and cold, fast and uh, slow with us and hot and cold with us, because at that very time, I raised the issue of allegations of corruption and the impressions that uh, this conflict of interest was related to corruption and that there was lack of trust in him. This was not only expressed by some opposition parties, but by some onlookers into the ESCOM debacle. And your response was categorically that ESCOM has had legal advice which says that Mr. Koko has a right to return to work because he has been cleared of all of these charges and even those of an insinuation that he himself was corrupt within the issue of conflict of interest. Well, so that position has not necessarily changed. All I'm saying to you is that there's more evidence which has come through and the new management feels that they cannot continue to deal with this kind of thing 
with Mr. Koko still being with Eskom. How has the and position not changed then if you are now saying you want him to go, that you are firing when he has to go to the Labour Court to seek reprieve from an attempt to get rid of him? How has the position not changed when you were so confident that you were right in the legal advice that you received? I even pointed you to a DA statement that said um, uh, Eskom is not telling the truth because there was evidence that even the evidence leader himself did not uh, comport himself in a, a righteous manner. I, I go back to that point because you, Mr. Pasu, on this very program said you as ESCOM are very confident that he's done nothing wrong and he deserves to remain at ESCOM. How has that position not changed? Yes, nothing has changed in relation to him and, and uh, his declaration of interest. So that case that he has won when he was uh, going through the disciplinary hearing, that case, nothing changes about it. No one is going to reinstate that case. But that's well, not what I'm you said. That's not what you said a moment ago, Mr. Pasil. What you said has not changed was the position that he has been cleared. But what has changed is that there's now a perception of wrongdoing. And if ESCOM was to go out there and seek money because of the evidence that's being tabled, this is why ESCOM has taken the route that it must see Mr. Koko resign. Again, I put it to you, Mr. Pasil, that you categorically said to me on this program that Mr. Koko has been cleared of any wrongdoing and any allegations of corruption against him would not influence whether or not ESCOM has faith in him as an employee in the position that he's in. Yes, so hopefully we are not uh, speaking past each other here. Remember, Mr. Koko was charged on, on, on one specific issue and he was cleared on that one. So in other words, you can't clear someone on other things that have not been placed on him. So when he was facing that uh, disciplinary hearing, it was specifically around him declaring that his daughter was doing business with Eskom, and he was cleared. Mr. Pasu, you're running, you're running rings around my head because you are running away from the issue at hand. We have been, both of us, saying that this has nothing to do with him being cleared from the get-go. And even during that interview, I spoke about perceptions of him being corrupt, whether or not as an employee he would be seen as having integrity, following those allegations. And you said because he has not faced those charges, ESCOM stands by its decision. Even before a court of law, it is confident in the decision that it has made in bringing him back because he is a, a, an employee of integrity irrespective of those allegations of corruption. So let's please confine ourselves to that, Mr. Pasiwe. Well, Sabiso, uh, um, all I'm saying is that, and, and hopefully it is now we're we are understanding each other that there were certain charges that were pressed against him and he, he, he was cleared out of those ones. He is now, the, the new management of ESCOM under the new board is saying because uh, the management, when they go out to the market, they still continuously get uh, this, this thing that you have within your midst people who are implicated in corruption. And for as long as you have those people within your midst, we are not going to extend our facilities, which is money, to you. So you have to do something. And this is what they are doing now. Okay, so final question, Mr. Pasu. I'll go back to the question I've been asking all along. When we spoke at the end of December, I asked you, I said to you, Mr. Pasu, 
given the fact that even the DA is questioning the wisdom of this decision, why would you take back a man who is facing allegations of corruption? You said during the course of this interview, well, the situation has not changed with regards to those uh, charges that he's been cleared of. We agreed on that. And I said to you, but the situation has clearly changed on the issue which you said you would stand before the court of law and defend your decision to reinstate him. I'm asking the question, why is ESCOM now saying that Mr. Koko must go, that he must be fired because of concerns around allegations of corruption? So... And, and, and I'm going to repeat myself again here. So besides the issues of, uh, of corruption that he's facing, which are making it difficult for management to raise money and people are raising him and others obviously who are implicated. So there's also this thing of erosion of trust between him and his own executive or, or fellow executive, plus people who are reporting to him. You will remember that last week this uh, senior manager wrote a letter saying that People like Mr. Koko and others who are implicated are making it very difficult for, for them, even though they have been re, uh, found not guilty and some of them are reinstated. It's making life difficult for them to work with those kind of people because the trust has been eroded. So once you have the erosion of trust between you and people who are working with you, clearly the situation becomes untenable. So it's a, it's a, I would say it's a confluence of sectors that are related to what the body is now doing in terms of uh, uh, getting rid of him. Thank you very much. Kulu Pasue is come spokesperson.